So this is the second Sunday of Lent, and during the season of Lent, we're going to be um, having a group of six different preachers um, bring the message, and so today I'm one of those six, and I want to give a shout out to the other five for helping me in preparing for this. So as this goes along, you can just think, it could have been worse. So, <laughs> so as we get started this morning... Um, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to hear and to respond to God's word. So let's bless each other by saying, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Would you pray with me? God, we need your spirit to be with us today, to open up our eyes, to shine your light on us and illuminate what you want us to hear and give us the courage to trust and respond in faith. We pray. Amen. So, uh, the second uh, week of, second Sunday of Lent, we join with Christians all over the world in looking at John 3, 1 through 17. And I would like to highlight John 3, 5 through 9, and uh, read that part again from the New Revised Standard Version. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Friends, the good news today is that God loves us and we can trust what God is revealing to us even if we don't understand. Saying that is a little scary to me because I like to understand things. It's hard for me to accept sometimes. But God loves us and we can trust that what God is revealing to us even if we don't understand. I tend to avoid things that I don't understand or things that make me feel incompetent. Um, It's kind of like dancing for me. I do not understand dancing. I didn't grow up dancing. Uh, No one taught me how to dance. And it was never natural to me. So high school dances were horribly uncomfortable. Uh, When the music starts and you're supposed to just freestyle and go for it, I had no idea what to do. I would just lock up and freeze. And I would try to avoid it if possible. So I don't like looking like a fool. And so, uh, but it's different with choreography. Because choreography, there's like known steps. I can learn the steps and I can practice and I can become good at it. And uh, as a senior in high school, I was in a lip sync contest with a few other guys and we won first place doing this choreographed, uh, choreography dance together. Um, if I can understand it or control it or um, look good doing it, then I'm in. But if it makes me feel weak and ignorant, I'm going to have a hard time embracing it. Uh, can you relate to that? Sometimes it can be hard to trust in God. Sometimes it may seem foolish. 
And our society conditions us to be skeptical and to not trust. Uh, we live in a time where we hear a lot about fake news and um, alternative facts. Um, we don't feel like we can always trust our politicians to tell us the truth. And we're always bombarded by advertisements that we know are trying to manipulate us. We live in the age of the internet, and there's lots of information there, but we know it's not all reliable. And so I like to check my sources. I like to make sure I have my facts straight. I don't like to believe in things that might not be true. It's hard for me to trust in something that I don't understand. There are mysteries about God that I just don't understand. Like Nicodemus, I don't understand the Holy Spirit very well. It can be hard for me to trust that I'm somehow filled with the Holy Spirit and that God can reveal things to me that are beyond my understanding. Throughout my day-to-day life, that God could be speaking to me through his spirit is a mystery to me. And um, in my background, the spirit was um, mostly ignored, and I never really had someone who modeled well for me what it looked like to live day in and day out with the Holy Spirit. So it's been hard for me to trust um, the Holy Spirit and to be able to listen well to what the Spirit may be trying to say to me. Um, Brienne is in a phase of life where she likes the question, why? She asks the question, why, to everything. And I like to encourage it and try to answer her questions because I think that it's good to be curious, and she's learning. And I was a kid who had lots of questions and said, why, a lot. And so I know how frustrating it can be to be told, because I said so. I didn't like that answer. And so I try to answer Brienne's questions. Brienne also likes to climb things. And uh, a few days ago, she was climbing up the side of a kitchen chair in a precarious way where it seemed like it might fall over on top of her. And so I asked her, Brienne, could you please get down from the chair? And she stopped momentarily, uh, or paused momentarily. And uh, her response was, why? So I said, well, I, I don't want you to fall and get hurt. And she said, why? So I said, well, I don't want you to fall and get hurt because I love you. Why? Well, I love you because you're my daughter. Why? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I, I try and love the way that God loves, and I know that God loves his children and is gracious and loving towards his children. Why? Um, you know, it's just part of who God is. God is love, God is good, God is trustworthy. And she says again, why? Well, God is a trinity, and there's this uh, dynamic of love and grace within the relationship of the trinity, and it extends outward to creation and humanity. And she says, why? At this point, she has climbed up into the chair. She is standing up in the chair, leaning against the back of it, and it seems like it's maybe leaning a little bit like it might fall over with her now on top of the chair. And so I say, look, girl, you're just going to have to trust me. Please sit down in the chair. And her response is, okay. 
And she sits down. And I say, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So trying to explain to her why I wanted her to stop climbing the chair did nothing to change her behavior. Giving her more information and trying to help her understand um, did not rescue her from the danger she was in. It didn't seem to make any significant difference. What was it that made the difference? What was it that rescued her from the danger? It was when she trusted me. Friends, today, God loves us and invites us to trust him, even when we don't understand. Why would Brianne trust me? Well, I'm her daddy, and she knows that I love her. When she gets upset, I pick her up in my arms and I hold her. I read to her every day. There's a hundred different ways every day that I try and help her. She sees my love in action. Why would we trust God? We can see God's love in action. We can see it in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if we've stepped into the new life with God, we've probably experienced that God is also a good parent to us. God's love can heal our insecurities, forgive our pride, and open up a new way of life that disarms our doubts and fears. God's love is patient with us and kind, creating space for us to trust and repent. God is willing to do the hard, sweaty, painful labor of birthing new life in us, which we can see through the cross pretty clearly. And God can bring new life, that new life in us to maturity. But can we receive it? Sometimes you just have to let loose and dance. Our good news today is God loves us and invites us to trust, even when we don't understand. So let's take a closer look at the gospel reading today. Uh, In John 3, 2, uh, we see that Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Nicodemus was uh, a Pharisee and a leader of the Israelites, and uh, he's part of the Jewish establishment. And the people he was associated with had problems with Jesus. So he didn't want this to be publicly known. He didn't want to take a selfie with Jesus and put it on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter or whatever. This was a secret meeting at night. Be almost if uh, Matt Painter, the head coach of Purdue basketball team, had a secret meeting with Tom Crean at Indiana to ask him questions about uh, basketball. The Knopfmeyers aren't here, so I don't know if I should use the Butler one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, they might be listening. So if Chris Holtman from Butler uh, were to have a secret meeting with the head coach from Xavier and uh, ask him about how to set up his defense. Um, So Nicodemus comes in the dark of night, but he's moving towards the light because uh, in the Gospel of John, Jesus is the light. Light and dark is a big theme in the Gospel of John. John 1 kind of helps set up these themes for us, um, and we see them echoed throughout the Gospel of John. In John 1, 9 through 13, it says, The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. 
He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And we see this echoed and played out here with Nicodemus in John 3. He comes from literal darkness, but he's coming to the light. There's an openness with Nicodemus towards Jesus. He has a partial faith where he doesn't completely accept Jesus and what Jesus is revealing to him, but he doesn't reject it really either. He has a difficulty going beyond what he can understand. He doesn't comprehend the only way to really accept and understand Jesus was to recognize that Jesus offered a gift from above, the Spirit. But it's understandable that Nicodemus was a little confused. Jesus uses some wordplay with him a little bit. In John 3.3, 3, um, it says, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And here that phrase that's usually translated here, born again, has two different meanings. It can mean born again, or it can mean born from above. And here Jesus is bringing them together and saying both at the same time with the word, uh, the Greek word anothen. And so uh, Nicodemus focuses on the use of again, but Jesus clarifies that he's talking about both meanings. And he says uh, the again meaning is talking about being born of the water and from above was talking about being born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus just cannot wrap his head around what it means to be born of the Spirit. Jesus continues to try and explain it to him. In verse 6, Jesus says, What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the Spirit is spirit. In other places in John, like uh, John 7.24 and 8.15, we see that being of the flesh means making judgments uh, by our senses. The birth in the spirit that Jesus is offering and talking about helps us uh, see and understand things in fresh ways. The spirit is a mystery beyond our understanding. It's something that comes from God. And Jesus continues to explain it by using another play on words, using the word pneuma, which can mean both wind and spirit. So Jesus reasons from the flesh using the observable wind to try and explain to Nicodemus about the Spirit. And Nicodemus is being asked to take a step of faith to trust Jesus beyond what he can observe and understand in the flesh. Will he accept Jesus by faith and take a step of trust, even if he's not able to fully grasp the mystery? Or is he going to reject Jesus and what Jesus is trying to reveal to him because he doesn't understand? Jesus calls Nicodemus Israel's teacher, which means he probably should have been able to grasp this in some ways, because in the tradition of Israel, there's a history of a sense of a life in the spirit beyond just the human spirit and understanding. And so maybe Jesus is trying to help him think back on the scriptures and say, um, maybe remember some of this. Nicodemus seems, though, unable to accept Jesus' teaching 
as authoritative as Jesus, the one sent from heaven, because he can't understand it. And his last words in the passage are, how can this be? But friends, today the good news is God loves us and we can trust what God is revealing to us even if we don't understand it. Earlier uh, in the story, I talked about Brianne climbing the chair and how uh, she eventually listened uh, to me and sat down. But my girls don't always listen to me, even though I try and tell them that it would go better for them if they would listen to Dad. And uh, there are times when I'm not there to be able to help guide them, when I'm not able to be present with them. But part of the good news for us today is that the Spirit of God is always present with us and is always trustworthy. The bad news that I tend to struggle with is similar to the bad news of Nicodemus. He can't just understand his way into life with the Spirit. I grew up in a Christian heritage that didn't talk a lot about the Spirit and focused on knowing and studying the Bible and doing right things. Um, and I, um, I'm part of an American culture that tells me um, I'm an individual with rights. I can judge for myself. I can choose for myself what's true and not and what's right and what's not. And um, that I can be self-reliant. That I get to be the one who's in charge and can figure out what's going on. And I grew up enjoying science and researching things and studying and uh, sometimes it's hard for me to trust things that I can't explain or I can't understand. But I know that when I lean on my own understanding, instead of trusting in God and listening to what God reveals to me, I'm essentially saying that I know better than God. And to be honest, if I'm the one in control, it's easy for me to be able to uh, explain things away or to justify myself. I can make sin not seem like sin, and I obviously have the motivation to do so. If I want to see transformation in my life, I know that it takes trusting in the Spirit beyond what I can understand and control. If I sense the Spirit is revealing something to me, shining a light on some part of my life that maybe isn't in step with the kingdom of God, I have to be willing to trust it, and bring it before my brothers and sisters in Christ before I can try and explain it away or try to avoid it. It's real easy for me to just go about my day-to-day -day life trusting in myself without trying to listen to the Spirit and what God may be trying to teach me. I'm used to trying to listen to God when I'm studying the Bible or have a specific time of prayer or when I'm trying to serve others in the name of Christ, but it's been a harder journey for me to learn how to listen to God in the day-to-day. -day. So that's my struggle. So uh, what is it that you struggle with? In what ways do you struggle to trust God? What is God revealing to you today? What doubts and fears do you have that might limit your ability to trust in God? Is there maybe something God has been trying to reveal to you that you have ignored or avoided? So we're going to take a little bit of time to be silent and listen for God's Spirit. What is God revealing to you today? <laughs> 